As much as I love Ancelotti, it's going to be two nothing against Milan. And, and uh, um, what's gonna his Paqueta's name? Is gonna score? One Paqueta and yeah. one Cutrone. Oh. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Serie Audio Experience with IFTV. Guys, today's a special day, not just because Antonio's wearing the beautiful Juventus jersey after uh, our bet, after he lost our bet. Everyone was asking to see it, but also because we got Ludovico on. Ludo, thanks for coming on. Last minute. Thank you for inviting we, me. We brought you on because my Always dad is in Florida. Uh, everybody's been asking for you. After the first time, they said, guys, bring back Ludo, bring back Ludo. I think we're going to have to replace Michael with you pretty soon. No. Well, it's like you the Greek, the only Greek on the, on the podcast. That's the only Greek that we have. No. Anto, how do you feel right now? Uh, I feel bad. Number you one, because I'm wearing this garbage. <laughs> and number two, because uh, a penalty was not called for us. <laughs> not even the VAR was, was involved, uh, you know, for the call. And there was no offside on Cutrone. So in other words, it should have been Milan 3, Juventus 1. There was only we're, two episodes, we got three. So, <laughs> we're so talking we're, we're, we're <laughs> you want to start with Tukutrone? Which Where do you want to start from? <laughs> we should have started with AC Milan, should okay, have won now. the game. End of the story. <laughs> we're, so we're, the rule guys. is that if it's, if it's a doubt on the offside, let, oh the, uh, let the play finish. And, and then, then you call if, the if you would have scored, then of course it would have been either a silent check or it would have been you know a VAR check. Mm -hmm. It should have never whistled because in a doubt, the linesmen are told to keep the flag down. Mm -hmm. And he didn't do that. But they didn't do it. So he didn't do it. It but was what? a basic error that he should have never made. So what they're talking about, and Antonio jumped into real quick, is the Supercoppa between Juventus and Milan. Uh, the final, which, you know, it's usually the, the winner of Coppa Italia against the winner of uh, Scudetto. It was Juve for both. So Milan was the second place in there. So we just threw Milan in. Uh, just as a <laughs> they, had a play, they had a play against someone, they couldn't play against themselves. Just oh, as a that would have been like a Juventus, uh, the, the, the squad, uh, the squad the B number, team. the B team, yeah. It, that one, yeah, we, we tried to make it, that would have been too competitive, so we, we maybe. <laughs> so, anyway, um, it wasn't a great match, though, I thought overall. Um, it seemed like one of those preseason of, what the hell was that? I'm going to block oh, your phone. Gattuso calling me. Gattuso's calling you? Yeah, right. At, time, at times it seemed like an over 30 game. Yeah, it seemed very slow. The pace was very slow. It, it seemed like a preseason friendly almost. You know, they said that the heat got to them. They were in Saudi Arabia with 80, 90 degrees. Uh, so you could see that a little bit, I think, from both sides. It didn't look anything great. Because uh, the Supercoppa in Italy, it's a little bit strange, you know. It's not really, it's taken seriously, but it's not as respected as a, as a big trophy. So I think that that's what we saw a little bit. Uh, it's a money-generating uh, event. First they accept to go play there, and then everybody complains about it. Yeah. Then yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to go. It's too far away. The women, the stadium, the... Uh, the no, you accepted the money now. Keep True. your mouth shut and play. But the True. stadium was sold out, right? No, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, was one of those games that you enjoy a 30-minute nap. And you don't miss anything when you wake up. <laughs> no, no, he's right. He's You're right. right. I agree. I think Ludo, I rarely agree with you, but this time that. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's good. No, it's true. It's true. Because that, that's one thing that we were saying, too. Some people that were not fans of Serie A were watching it. You know, it wasn't a great representation of what's to come. But again, it's one of those games in Italy. Ronaldo, decisive in his first final, scores the header. I know that you don't like Antonio already uh, got mad when I said that. Uh, but it was an important one, and I think that we did see episodes of VAR that should have been looked at on both sides of the spectrum that I think that um, we often see in Italy 
where they don't check one or they do check one or they say they do the silent check. And we had a, we had a similar case this week with Roma, Roma-Torino. I don't know if you guys saw in this one. Um, there was a play. A ball was sent in. Torino hit the guy's chest. I mean, to me, it looked clear that it hit his chest. Some people said that it hit his arm. Um, they let the play go on. Torino ended up going on to score. And this was one of the cases where they didn't blow the whistle right away. They let VAR do a silent check. They didn't see it. And it was correct. Um, and then there was another case in that one that was a little bit weird. But anyway, overall, as a game, I think that there wasn't too much to commentate on. Mm. Gattuso did get disqualified for the match that Milan had. Um, but they got to win in that one, too. And I think we move on. And we move on to Serie A round. That there's still a lot to talk about, okay, right? Okay, wait, wait. Once Before we put a stone on this one here, it was just we move on to the Serie yeah. A. On the play... I didn't know there was a stone. Listen to me. On the play, on the play that uh, uh, Donnarumma... You know, took the goal from Cristiano Ronaldo. Don't you think he was a little confused whether uh, Ronaldo was offside and all the stuff? Too? Because the the ball was clearly on his uh, on his range. I don't think he made a clean att- a clear attempt to to save the ball because he, he was almost sure that the guy was offside. That's not a. It was too close for him to react. Yeah. To react. It was too close for him to react, even though it was close to his uh, to his body, but it was too close to react from where he took the actual header. But there's another episode. So why do you pick up your flag on Cutrone and you don't pick up the flag and you keep your flag down on the Ronaldo goal? See, that's, you have similar, with, well, this is not a similar episode, but what Marco was saying before, you have similar episodes that happen in multiple games, and not all the episodes get interpreted the same way by VAR. Some get looked at, some by, only by silent check, and some not even the referee says, I saw everything, I don't want to hear nobody, leave me alone, continue. But see, the referee should not be in charge of deciding those things. It should be overruled all the time. Somebody has to be constantly checking on the VAR because the referee could have a problem. I could think, have some I sort think of there, a- was a, there was a case in another league. I think it was in the Real Madrid game, if I remember correctly. And um, they, they did the same thing. They pulled the flag up and it was not offsides. They ended up checking that it shouldn't have been stopped. You know, the mm. game should have just been played on, which is what the VAR is supposed to be there for. You play on and then you check. You do the silent check. Uh, but it, we have seen um, mistakes, and I think we still continue to see mistakes, even though there is, you know, sometimes improvement. Um, but anyway, anyway. Let's, go, let's move on. Let's, yeah, let's move on. Um, Lazio against Napoli. I was actually with the Lazio Club of New York yesterday and watching this game, and um, it was a crazy match. The amount of posts that uh, Napoli hit uh, was unbelievable. But to me, one of the big storylines has been Milik. I think that Milik, you know, we talked a lot about Napoli needing a striker. It's been a similar theme for them, you know, complaints that De Laurentiis didn't buy Cavani. Should you buy Cavani? But this is eight games in all competitions and eight goals for Milik in his last eight games. Ludo. I agree. I agree. What we do you haven't think about seen, him? well, the past two years, we haven't seen Milik at all with the two major injuries he had. So this is uh, the final year that he's, uh, that he's healthy, he's, uh, he's feeling uh, confident. Uh, Sari left, and for Milik, it helped because Sari was always using the usual 11 players. Now, everybody with Ancelotti, they feel important. And Milik, like I said before, is very healthy now, and he's filing playing. I mean, yesterday he played, he was a universal center forward. He was coming back to receive the ball with the back against the net. He was playing the ball one touch, playing it to the side with the header, shooting from the outside. It was really, he really enjoyed. You could see himself that he had a that he had a great game. But most of all, he's healthy, and let's hope he keeps it that way because he's been really unlucky the past couple of years with major, major injuries that kept him out. And it, I thought it was a very important match because if you think about how many players Napoli lacked 
in such a difficult match against Lazio. I mean, Koulibaly was not there. Insigne was not there. Hamsik was not there. But this is what um, we've been saying all along, Marco. The no, philosophy so, of Ancelotti, Ancelotti and, and De Laurentiis, those are the real winners. De Laurentiis, when he find out that Sarri was being a little, you know, uh, huh, in Italy, means... That means this guy here, he stinks too much. So what they did, they ship him out. I think De Laurentiis, I respect this guy here so much. He didn't want to take any crap. I don't know. We you only crap say on that because he bought body, crap. Right? Okay. So we can say crap on the court. He didn't <laughs> want to take crap from, uh, from, uh, from Sarri. So his attitude, just, just go ship him out. Ancelotti is the perfect coach for Napoli. He's using everybody, including the water boys, into the field. The fact that Insigne is not playing is not a factor. It's the fact that sometimes Mertens is not playing is not a factor. The fact that Koulibaly is not playing sometimes is not a factor. And, uh, you know, the results are very, cl- very clear. And, uh, and uh, you know, this is a team that uh, if Juventus makes a little mistake, so he slips a little bit, he can still challenge I Juventus. I, I completely disagree with you. You can say, okay, Sadi is a different type of coach. He used only 11 players. Or, you know, he, he didn't really use a lot of subs. But the guy was this close from winning the Scudetto last year. The, the Napoli played amazing. They will win these games. They will win the head-to-head. They just weren't able to reach Juventus' level, which is... It is another level. It's another level. Juventus is so another level. To say we that have to admit Sa- it. Juventus yeah, is another level. To say that Sarri was, was terrible or doesn't know what he's doing is completely wrong. I can understand that you say, oh, Ancelotti is more versatile in the sense that he doesn't have to play the same players or he doesn't have to play the same formation. Like versus Lazio, they play more of a four-four-two, right? I Milik, got news for Milik you, is the tar- Mark Milik was the target striker. Milik last year, Sadi did not have uh, to use because of injury problems. And uh, you know, I just don't. I feel like you, you're talking way too. No, 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 no. Let me just negative against Sadi. I for... reply. Do I? Okay. Let me, <laughs> okay. Let me reply to you. You're a criminal. Let me reply to you. Okay. Let me reply to you. Okay. First of all, his failure was big. Because number one, you just give up on the competition before uh, before you out. This guy here is at the UEFA. I said we're not interested in the UEFA because he was almost 100% sure that he was win, going to win the campionato. He wore out the play, the players. You know when you have a car that has a tire that's okay, the tire can go 25,000 miles. This guy here, he put Insigne and everybody else, Mertens, he wore them out with a 70,000 miles instead of 25,000 miles. The guy they ran out of rubber, so they were I think they you guys are nothing right. left. Yeah. You guys okay. are both right. He was, to me, it was the most stupid thing to do. Okay? Well, he was bad. What the- Somebody, a good coach doesn't do that. A good coach knows how to manage the mileage of the tires. As I said, I want to get to the end. I want to go from da- from Parigi to Dakar, okay, with the, with the same amount. They were four, four, game, tires. four games away. Ludo, what do you think? Today. That's a lot. Well, I think, a lot. That's a lot, Pete. I That's think Napoli... Napoli has a little bit of, uh, of everything. Let's not forget that Napoli is a very young team. You had the coach Rea. He came back. He took Napoli from, uh, from, let's say, from the Inferno, took Napoli to paradise, back to Serie A. Then you got a coach like Mazzarri, never give up, give 150%. Then you got a coach like Sarri, la grande bellezza, the beautiful way of playing. Even though you always play the same way, like you said, you wore everybody out. Now, here comes Ancelotti that picks up a little bit from everybody in the past. Don't forget that Napoli is a great group, has a great group of players. Those players, they're like brothers in a locker room. And when a coach already goes to a team and finds that atmosphere in the locker room that you have 20 players that hang out, technically speaking, every single night, they go out together with families, restaurants, they enjoy being together. 
Not like Juventus. Juventus is a, is a factory. You go there, you punch in, and you go home. That's the difference. So now, Sarri, I mean, uh, Ancelotti, what he had to do was, okay, I already have this group. And even when you watch the Napoli games today, you still see Sarri's hand mm -hmm. in the way they pass, the one touch, the positioning, the way they open to each other, the way the ball gets maneuvered around the field. Now you got a guy like Fabian uh, Ruiz yep. that is a universal midfielder. That mm -hmm. guy can play every position mm -hmm. in midfielder. And I personally think he's much better than Pogba. By, well, by far, well, my opinion. If Pogba was sold for 125 million, this guy's worth at least 150. My opinion. This guy could do anything. He has strength. He has legs. He has technical abilities. Visual and I have a shot too. He has a shot. He has a shot from the outside. Agent. You can sell he's it for a, a lot. Universal. <laughs> he he's a great player. So Ancelotti agent basically he already found the bed half made. Mm -hmm. So for him, it was only the, the 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 work that Ancelotti had to do was to create a uh, variety of ways of playing, like uh, uh, Peter just said, but also worked on their psychological approach. That now everyone is important in the roster. Not just eleven players. Not just eleven no. players. No, I think I everyone think you guys are, you guys are all saying the same thing in a little bit in different, different ways. ways. But, but this is this is overall, my this is the way I see it. I agree with all of you guys, and I think that talking with a lot of Napoli fans and seeing the optimism around, you know, saying, "Listen, we want to compete in Europa League," and Angelotti is a coach who knows how to compete and handle a team in multiple fronts. And Sadi just didn't have as much experience as he had, but it doesn't take away from what Sadi achieved and what Sadi well, did I think with the team. It was more of a technique to do that. Like he was just being for real with himself. Even though I agree with Antonio on in terms of you have to treat every competition as its own, as in you got to play it one hundred percent and all. Uh, Sadi knew he didn't have he didn't have the depth like Juventus to play in all fronts, and he wanted to put all his eggs in one basket and really push for the scudetto. Something he was extre uh, extremely close of doing, and I just thought it was uh, it, it was just a technique to do it, and I don't blame him at all. It was very smart on his part if you look at it. And how close was he to winning it? It, it was a ninety. Not close enough. It was like a nine. We've talked about this a lot. I want to talk what? about Milik. I want to hear your opinion on Milik. Can we see? Milik become a top striker in Serie A and in the world. I know he has to stay healthy, but I think that he's shown great signs, especially I love the pairing. I love Milik on the pitch. Rather, if you had to choose between him and Mertens, you know, if you're doing the 4-4-2 and you choose Insigne and Milik, I like that better than Insigne and Mertens. What do you think, Ludo, and about he's that? Turning 25. And then everybody else. He's turning 25 next month. Well, too. they can both... Um the thing is what, what Ancelotti said about Mertens and Insigne, those guys, they, they were playing on the left side and uh, Mertens was playing in the middle. Insigne was doing a lot of running because according to the way Sarri wanted to play, uh, Insigne had to come back and be a fullback, which now he doesn't do anymore. Because mm -hmm. Ancelotti thinks if you come back to do a, uh, you come back to defend and then on a counterattack and you do 60, 70 meters... You're not going to have enough juice. You're yeah. not going to have enough juice to take the yeah. shot or to be... Uh, effective on, yep. on the net. So now Ancelotti put him in the uh, in the middle. So Milik now, the way he does is he comes back and he gets the ball. They interchange each other. So if it's Insigne playing behind Milik, Milik goes deep and uh, I mean Insigne goes deep and Milik comes uh, comes back. See, he, he, he has different ways that he can play. Ziliski can play the left, but he could also play the middle. Fabian Ruiz can play the right side substituting Allen, but he could also play the left side. So he has 
he has way of 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 changing his pins, his players on the field according to the according to his opponent. Like I agree. I mean, How many games did we did we play so far? Twenty. 20. 20 Ancelotti had, had 20 different formations. He never put it exactly the same formation into the field. Ancelotti. So what does, uh, what does I, that tell you? What does that tell you? That the guy is getting everybody involved. He values everybody input into the team. And he's actually experimenting with some of the some of the players that they were, they were never used by Sari. Like Zielinski. Zielinski is one of the best players that I have seen. No, Zielinski was, was coming. I can't believe it. Sari never used, used, used this guy. He, he, he was using very rarely. Very rarely. He was using 14 players. He was yeah. using the usual 14 players. But let's not forget, last year we did not have Fabian Ruiz. Yeah. We did not have Verdi. And now Jorginho left. Jorginho left. Which was a big one. Right. And then he, he changed. He, uh, he, got, uh, he, put, he tried to put Amsic there. Yeah. But I think even with Diawara or uh, Fabian Ruiz and Alan, and he changed a little bit Jorginho. the position of, uh, of uh, Caleon on the right side. Caleon is not doing the same thing that he used to do with Sarri. Right. And Pepe Reina to too, he switched within three goalkeepers, Ospina, Carnesis, and Mere. I liked Pepe Reina. Pepe Reina was a great locker room player, which I'm sure he is also in Milan, keeping the group together, mm. motivating them in the locker room. He's great at that. He did stupid mistakes. Did, yes, correct. He's not consistent yeah. uh, uh, on a, on a weekly basis, basis yeah. on a game basis. He didn't have that consistency that Meret and Ospina and even the, the Greek goalkeeper showed in a couple of vocations when when he was called to, uh, but, to play. I got a quick question for you. And then we, we close yeah, the argument with the on. stone on top of yeah. this uh, well, Sari. Even. Wait, I, it's a question for all of you, actually. Okay. Tell me what you think about Sarri with his, uh, you know, with his comment after the game. Well, after he got his uh, butt kicked in uh, in the English Premier League, that goes into the you know, press conference and he does the press conference in in Italian. He says, uh, "Sono incazzato." Incazzato in Italian means pissed I'm pissed off. Okay. So when you starting with an attitude like that, number one, you're getting paid a lot of money by Chelsea. Okay. Number two, you're starting to speak in Italian because I, I have to say it in Italian because I'm so pissed. Number three, I don't think this guy is going to be finished the campionato, the English Premier League with Chelsea. Or if he finish, this is the only year that is going to be coaching uh, uh, that team. Instead of taking blame for the fact that he lost in the prim, in the in prima persona, we said in Italian, but in the first place, you mean take responsibility? Take responsibility. Yeah. He blamed the rest of the team for lack of of uh, intensity, for he's, lack of trying. He specifically said so, that my team is lacking a mentality and that the players are not giving everything. That what they is have. your take on that, Ludo? And he said, I agree that the, the players media. are not giving a hundred percent. You could tell right away when players go on the field and mentally they're not they're not prepared and they're not motivated enough now whether he can communicate with these players even Ruiz I mean David uh, David uh, Lewis said you know the locker room is with him it's going to take time for him to get his point across mm-hmm. let's not forget that the um, Arsenal had more motivation to win the game because they actually needed those three points so they came on the field and how do you basically how do you try to beat Sarri the way he plays on a possession 4-3-3 you got to pressure pressure high so you don't make Jorginho get the ball that he does 2,000 passes a game. So Arsenal did that very well. It was not, um, I mean, uh, Chelsea was not good enough in playing fast enough in order to overcome that pressure. And Sarri thought they cannot keep it up for 90 minutes, which they basically basically did. 
But so maybe you didn't understand my question. Maybe Peter question didn't was, understand a little better. I don't think it should be silent. But should, be, should you be saying that on the, on the, on the press conference where everybody where everybody is looking at you? You said okay, let me do that. On, let me do that on private with my with my guys. I said you guys, you're going to the locker room. You started to get nasty. I said you guys are a bunch of idiots and all the stuff. But you you don't go in front of the on prime time TV and you starting to you know to blame the players without taking the the, the blame yourself first. No, in, I, in I I agree with you. I well, agree. Pete, with what would you, you do? No, I, I mean, I agree with the sense that uh, if I was a coach, I wouldn't say it out outside the locker room in that sense. But it all depends on what you're trying to get at. If you're trying to get a reaction out of your players, sometimes yeah. they have to hear something. He didn't pinpoint one player or another player. I mean, we've seen other coaches that did the same thing uh, before. Uh, definitely, I think he wanted to say in Italian because he didn't want it to get misinterpreted. misinterpreted. Yeah. So he said it completely in Italian, said what he had to say. Um, and pretty much gave it out to his players. Unfortunately, it's part of his job to motivate the players. So if his team is not motivated, there's a reason for it. There's something that he's not doing uh, good enough. You know, uh, Chelsea is a whole different animal than uh, Napoli. Uh, Chelsea, these players uh, have won important titles. Uh, they had great coaches in the past. They play. They're all starters on the national team, and they they go far within uh, the national teams. So, the whole uh, team is different. Napoli, on the other hand, yeah, they have great players, but they don't have the, as much experience winning or experience with different coaches. So the locker rooms change there. Okay, so you have to try to earn the respect. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I thought, like when he started, he won eight straight. They didn't lose. They didn't. Then it's been uh, a last couple Correct. of months Bumpy. where yeah. Chelsea hasn't been able to really. Same uh, thing happened perform. to Guardiola too. So in the it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it, it's going to yeah. take. A, it's going to take, take a little time for him. But let's not forget. Also, Sarri's team. If we look in the past, Sarri's team, January and December and January, they always struggled because mm. remember they start in August, 150 miles an hour, the way they play, and then they run out of gas. Well, and then they finish strong in the spring. But in the winter time, Sarri's team. They take a dip. Right. They take a dip physically. They take, so, they do, they do take, but it's going to take time. He's not going to get fired. It's going to take time. His major, uh, what do you, what do you think? What do you think? Luke is going to make the third, fourth place. Fifth. Yes, he has to finish. He has to get to Champions League. Top what top. if he doesn't? What if, what, what if he doesn't finish? You got to give him a oh, But don't worry, he's getting Iguain right now, his favorite player. So uh, he's going to be scoring 40 goals for him. Chelsea has been having problems the, uh, the last 25 meters in the box. So, Chelsea has been So you think Iguain is going to solve the problem uh, for him? Yes, no, maybe. I, I don't I, I don't know. I don't know the way Iguain can play in the English league. It's a different league. Yes, they do give him more space, so I'm not worried about him scoring goals because if somebody can score goals in Italy, you can score goals in the other leagues because the defenders, they don't defend as, as close as, as we close do. and man-to-man and uh, they, they okay. give him more space, so he should be able to do. Now, we have, we have to see how... Iguain will marry will 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 be with Hazard and uh, and, and, and everybody else in the uh, in the uh, in the locker room. Now, if you put Iguain on the pitch, who would you sacrifice for him? Already, Morata's out. Morata's out. Morata's but Morata out was not playing period to begin with. So oh, he was. Who would you take? Right. Yeah, but rarely. No, he was. You put yeah. twenty minutes of an hour here and there. No, no, no. no he, was he, has, he has Giroud, and now he's gonna have Iguain. Giroud is, Giroud's and... been complaining that he doesn't get time mm-hmm. because of Sadi. So maybe yeah. it's just he's going to try to ship Giroud out. No, I think. Listen, Sadi, we 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 did it. We have a new segment that we're doing, Ludo, by the way, and Peter. Um, we did IFTV debates. So we did um, me versus Antonio as the first episode. 
uh, people sent in topics. We debated five topics and we had to go, whoever said one thing, you had to go on the opposite and convince why it was there. So we said, will Iguain do well at Chelsea? He says, no, I said yes. Um, and the debate was, can he do good there? So everybody knows mine and Antonio's opinion, but Ludo and Peter and Mike, what do you guys think real quick? Sure. Do you think he can? Iguain, Iguain is a very... He's a very particular player. He's very fragile mentally. And, uh, and Iguain, in order for him to perform, he needs to have constant hugs and kisses and feel important <laughs> and feel in the middle of a project. Sadi does that best, right? So he did, when nobody, he was a god. When nobody was a god and they, everybody was, was playing for him and yeah. he scored 36 goals, he, he has a record. Then he went to Juventus. He could not be in the middle of a project because now Juventus is a project. Everyone is part of the project. Mm -hmm. So now he felt a little bit... Outside. Outside. And then, of course, Juventus went to him without even saying anything. Here's the door. Goodbye. Thank you very much. You're gone. Without saying anything. Without saying like De Laurentiis did, oh, you're fat. You got to lose a couple of pounds. Or uh, what's his name? Leonardo coming out and saying... Oh, you, you know, you have to take responsibility. You have to do more. You have to run more. You have, Juventus doesn't do that. Juventus comes to you and says, thank you very much. Goodbye. You're out. It's, it's, so it's how's a he going to do at Chelsea now? Chelsea, if, if, if Sarri and the rest of the team will make him feel important and needed and wanted in the locker room, and, and, well, Sarri already knows the way Sarri is going to make a play. Sarri has nothing to teach him. It also depends how the locker room will accept him and if he could put part of his um, fragile uh, temperament of that, yeah. uh, or, or, you know, the issues that he has. Because remember, Higuain is not the player that takes the responsibility. He's not the player that takes the team on his shoulders and takes him from point A to point B. He will not do that. He does not have that psychological approach. He does not have that mental approach. He's not a responsible player. Big question for you, for all of you. Wait, let Peter, let Peter no, wait. say. Let Peter Be say. No, here's the question. And then, and then Peter goes. This is important. It just came to my mind. I don't want to lose my talk. Write it down. You have Jorginho over here. You have Hazard over here. And you, have, you are, you are two on one. Jorginho over here. Hazard over here. And Higuain over here. If you're Jorginho, who do you give the ball? What was open? <laughs> both of them. Okay. They're Yo, both open. Peter, Peter, what do you think about Higuain? You have to have a strong spinal cord. And, and a strong Chelsea spinal cord. Yes. Every team, if you don't have a strong spinal cord, you don't go nowhere. I'll tell you the reasons why I'm asking this question. Tell me now if uh, Hazard is going to have the one up sharing 50% of the of the passes. No, no. We're between talking about him and Higuain. Let's not waste time I mean, on that. Sorry, please, yeah. Peter, Hazard right. plays behind the, uh, the forward. Peter, what do you think about Higuain no, and Chelsea? I mean, I agree with what uh, Ludo was saying as far as... Uh, Higuain's mental state right now is zero. So, I mean, I think it was a shock for him going from Juventus uh, to Milan. You know, he was, you know, ready to win Champions League with Juventus. The ambition was to win Champions League. Win and winning Champions League, by the so way. Now, but I'm saying to now, to now <laughs> try, to, try to get fourth spot if, if, uh, if that. For if you're lucky. If for, if Milan, you're lucky. for Milan. And he had a lot more responsibility, different type of players, and so on. So I think he was upset about the move. He never really fit in uh, in Milan. And I think personally, I have a feeling that he's going to do well in Chelsea because he knows Saudi's system. He's a player that can guarantee you at least 15 goals. Mm -hmm. I would even say 20 goals in the full season. 
And uh, in England, he's gonna with Chelsea. He's gonna be with a lot better players than he was in Milan. You have William Hazard, Jorginho. He already knows, so he's gonna get service. He's the type of player I think, as far as finishing is concerned, he's up there with Icardi. He can score a lot of goals. He's also made a lot of mistakes in the past. Don't get me wrong, but all strikers make mistakes. You know, on the on on pressure situations, yes. In the final for for the World Cup, he missed versus Germany. Uh, the goal versus Germany. The third pl- to get fourth place in Champions League with Napoli, he missed the penalty. Yeah. So uh, I mean, with Simeone playing Juventus, he, t- he, yeah, he, he the you know he did he missed no, the penalty. He got a red card. The point he's is, he's very emotional guy. guy. But I think in, in Chelsea, with the players that he has, it's a different uh, atmosphere also than Italy. In England, they're a lot more accepting. They give you more time to to really fit in. Are you sure compared about that? to Italy? In Italy, you make one mistake and everyone's gonna boo you. Let me Baca, give you a start. For example, Bakayoko, yeah. right now he's arguably the best player from Milan. The first three or four games that he played, Milan fans wanted him out. They were booing him nonstop. They didn't give him the chance to, you to do anything. And you also said yeah. that. So <laughs> I'm happy with him right it's, now. It's different. But the point is, he knows Saudi's system. I think he's going to score goals. And that's what anyway, he has to do. I got news for you, Wait, all of you. What's your news? In every game that Iguain did not play with AC Milan, AC Milan won all of them. The five games, yeah. Five games that he didn't play, he won all of them. Uh, so what just, does that tell you? Nah. Is that is that a... <clears throat> A case or a... It's not a case. We'll we see, just, we'll said, we just said it before. He, he, he excluded himself from the Supercoppa last week. Uh, fever, not taking a picture with the team. No, you still take responsibilities. Go on the field, play, give 150%. You, it, it, it's, it, that, that's the type of player. That's the type of player he, he is. He's, he's psychologically, that's, he's very fragile. Ludo, I've been he's hearing on fragile. the TV, you know, all of those big experts over there after the game, the commentators, including Billy Costa Curta, which I love the guy. I mean, he was the icon of AC Milan after Baresi, one of the best defenders next to next. But what I don't like here from those, everybody says, oh, Iguahin this, Iguahin that. But guys, the things that I said to myself, I said, why are you keeping trying to be nice that you don't look at the stats, you don't look at the way, the attitude that this guy here has. You have to just tell yourself, I said, if you're not good enough, just take your responsibility. Don't try to blame everybody else. But take the responsibility. I think that's the problem. It's not that he's not good enough. It's just mentally, he doesn't want to be there and you can tell if on the If you are a striker, the first thing that you have to have, you have to be mentally strong because a lot yes, of strikers, they go through spe- draw. If you, if you want to talk about stats, look at Higuain's stats since when he was in Real well, Madrid. How many goals he scored every year? Then that was Benzema came in and his doors were closed. Then yeah. he went to, in Napoli. He could have been a not, guard. He could yeah. have been the second Maradona in Napoli. And I think Napoli would he got Higuain. Napoli would have won at least one scudetto. Now, Antonio, you also have to keep in mind that Milan was not going to get him. Was not going to pay the thirty-six million. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That they were not going to do that. They were not at the end of the season. He's already thirty-one, almost thirty-two. Yeah. Milan was not going to do that. He had less guarantees over. So that. now, six months, Milan paid half of the salary, right. half of the loan of the money that went to Juventus. So going to go to partial, Chelsea. Yeah. They partial that money going towards the uh, the uh, another right another big question mark. Let's hope he does well. And then now we see if Chelsea, what happens at the end of the season. But for him to go to Chelsea, that means Chelsea already gave Juventus the okay that they will pay at the end of the season. Okay. But what but I was trying to say... Wait, no, no, very quickly, very quickly. What I was, uh, was about to try to say to you is, uh, Ludo, having uh, a damaged Higuain or having Piontek, which we don't know how it's going to do in, in AC Milan, what would you keep? Somebody that is not motivated or somebody that comes in with a lot Me, of motivation? Me, personally? Yeah. Keep Cutrone and let him play 90 minutes every game every Sunday. Well, besides that. No, besides it's not that. besides that. That's, that's an the exact that. point that's that an we were talking That's what about. we've talked about. That's what so. I told you. 
I said Milan by getting Piontek shows that they don't have full faith in Cutrone. I got news for you. Cutrone and Piontek, they're going to play no, together. I, I wouldn't we'll say see. that because you need another striker to replace your guy you, in. You do, but you do not spend $40 million for a player that's still technically a question mark if you want to say, even well, though he's succeeded. But this was supposedly a good deal for, for oh, yeah. someone. You know, there's a lot of clubs that were looking at him, so Milan want to snatch it really quickly. They're similar players. So uh -huh. either you had full faith in Cutrone or you didn't. Peter, I have new. I have. I have a feeling that you're starting to to uh, to worry because we're gonna catch you up. We're gonna catch uh, up with you guys, and Roma is gonna catch up with you guys because you guys are uh, in a down uh, down swing because uh, Banda, if you don't sign the contract over there, is gonna ship uh, 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 Icardi out. I'm telling you. I'm not joking, Ludo. This guy here is gonna get out. Oh, he Inter's Inter's gonna get out. Oh. Let's talk. Oh, Inter's, oh. Inter's Sassuolo. By the Listen, way, what happened? The I didn't last, see the game. Inter's last nine games against Sassuolo. Give me a guess. How many points do you think Inter's picked up? Last nine Serie A games against Sassuolo. How many points? Three points. Four points. Oh, wow. Which is incredible. Aye, aye, Normally, aye, you would say aye. something higher. No, I guess you just knew that I was going to say it was low, right? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. it should be higher. A tie. A 0-0 zero, zero draw. And I don't want to speak for Peter. In San Siro, right? In San Siro. Zero, zero. Yeah. In San Siro. Yeah. I don't want to speak for no you, fans. but was, uh, <laughs> don't you think a draw was also a good result almost at a time? With the way that Sassuolo well, were playing. for Inter's ambition, a draw is never a good result. Uh, given the recent history, Sassuolo has always had Inter's number for the past, what we say, nine games, right? We only have to get uh, four points in nine in nine games was out of the twenty-seven points. That mm -hmm. is not something that Inter should ever have to uh, aim for. Um, it was a really, I mean, Inter never really had uh, trouble. I mean, Sassuolo had a couple of chances. That, you know, Boateng, uh, uh, what's his name over there? Berardi, Sensi. These guys, they they were definitely dangerous on the counterattack. They play very smart. You can see De Zerbi, which I think is a fantastic coach. Mm -hmm. uh, he might get another chance now in a bigger club because the way he has his team playing, the one touch, open up, he plays very freely. He wants the goalkeeper to move the ball always on the floor starting from the back like a, it's like interesting a, like it's very basically. yeah it's very uh interesting type of football and Sassuolo played a good a decent game uh the first 20 something minutes Sassuolo looked like the better team then Inter from the the later 20 minutes 25 minutes of the the sec first half they looked like the better team more dangerous team and then the second half was pretty much a uh even game Inter defensively very sound even in midfield, we move the ball, but we don't do enough. We don't do enough. We don't try to create something, you know, extraordinary. Try to some spark. We have even off the bench, there was no real spark. You know, he made, he brings in on the eighty-second minute, Lautaro Martinez. That, that, that you have, ball in my ball you have, you have to try. You have to try to bring in an attacking option in the seventieth, seventy-fifth minute, so that way you have a solid. You know, 15 minutes to I really attack the game. I still think game. you guys have the best goalkeeper in Serie A. Oh, yeah, Andanovic. He saved the game. He saved the game. He saved the game. He saved the yeah, game. The same way Donnarumma saved the game for AC Milan today. Consistent. This Salve guy here. here. He's so experienced. Yeah. So what's that spark that's missing? I don't it's know. Paletti. I, Paletti should be shipped out. He's the spark. Peter. He's the spark. <laughs> no, it could be a little bit of formation. Maybe putting in someone. In earlier. the, you know, earlier. Lautaro Marantis earlier. Also, Nangolan is still not fit. So Nangolan changes the game for us because he's he's got a lethal shot. He's smart. He made physical. Uh, you know, but we're, we're missing. We're miss We're definitely missing a, a midfielder, a regista type yeah. player. Creative. Yeah, we don't Creative have that guy, or even a guy like Trequartista is able to break right. down. 
the defense. No, no, the you you need you're missing one of those uh, midfielders that dictates the tempo yeah. of the game. Either slows down the game or pick up, uh, picks up Baluto, the pace. Baluto, they the have the Spanish guy over there, the one that looks this like Peter Borja over there. Borja 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 Borja. <laughs> <laughs> listen to me. Wait, one thing I want to ask on. you. This yeah, is, but Borja Valero but is not the class. I mean, this is a this is a a very stupid question. You have the kid that Inter sold to Roma, which is a spectacular. Okay, Zaniolo, and then you put you buy yourself uh, nine Golan. You spend a lot Mm -hmm. of money. So the kid, how much did they did they got three million dollar from from Inter? Okay, so this Zaniolo is the next Pirlo or Totti. For some reasons, I just feel it between him. Be careful. Yeah, I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to me. Between him, Barella. And a couple of other players. We have spectacular midfield coming from Mancini. I, yeah. I smell it. I just I can see it on the field. Uh, Zaniolo. How can you just overlook a Zaniolo, use Paletti, and just get Nangolan for somebody like that? Just making that switch over there. Why Why you have to take an established player and you never put a young kid into the pitch? Why? Uh, because they want to win right away. They want to win right away. And they don't want to wait until the kid grows up and becomes experienced. That's, that's the... That's the problem because players at that age they usually go to Serie B and Serie or uh, or uh, Lega Pro for the um, mm-hmm. you know to gain experience and that's also another issue that I think one day you have Lega Pro that opened the two clubs of Serie A to put in an under twenty three team and only one team in Serie A took advantage that's yeah, Juventus. Juventus no other club said okay we'll get into it like Napoli Inter to to have an under 21 three uh, team and make them play in Lega Pro so these guys can yeah, get man. experience. Yeah. Instead of only giving Juventus, them out on loan. Only Juventus uh, has it. So it's also about luck, Antonio. You have to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Pete, what do you think I, being an Inter fan? Oh, listen, as an Inter fan, you see Zaniolo and what he's doing. You're, you're upset, of course. Um, but there's one thing when someone's a promise and there's another thing when someone's already an experienced player yeah. that, that that's... You know, within 10 years, been playing amazing. Nangolan is one of those players where with Roma, he competed in Champions League, and Zaniolo is pretty much this surprise. One thing that I have to say that I agree with is that how does a player that was playing in the Primavera last year now all of a sudden start for Roma and play against Real Madrid? Yeah. And how does he not even get, you know, garbage minutes last year? Not with even Inter, five minutes. You know, that's 10 crazy. minutes. That's what I, I say where the, but but you have to also remember situations because last year Inter barely made Champions League, so Spalletti's job was on the line. Spalletti maybe with the pressure and Inter having to must get the the Champions League by winning versus Lazio the last day. Uh, he didn't have the the chance or the you know the courage to put in Zaniolo, and that's what was missing. And I just don't know how a guy this good so. So far, what we've seen, how he didn't get any minutes or Inter let him go so easily. No, he looks That's like. I, have, I mean, every be, every time yeah. I watch, you him have to be at the right time. At yeah. the at the, I enjoyed uh, listening to. Uh, I was. I'm looking at the Totti picture over there. He looks like Jesus Christ with the round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mialovic explained how Totti made his debut in uh, in Serie A. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I mean, he, he started talking about uh, Boscov, the, uh, the 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 coach right. and, uh, of Roma, and Mialovic went to coach Boscov and said, coach, there's this interesting kid in the Primavera. He's uh, 17, actually 17 years old. Why don't we call them up, you know, to 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 be on the, uh, on the bench? And then the Boscov did bring him to the bench, and then there was one game, I believe Roma was winning two or three nothing, and Mialovic went to the bench. He said, mister, put the kid in. Give him a few... 
give him a few minutes. You know, he deserves yeah. it. And that's how he uh, and Boskov put him in, and that's how he started. Yeah. So you have to be at the right place at the, the right, right time. And, and it was Mihailovic that brought uh, Donnarumma into the pitch the first time. He that's just true. Uh, yeah. he got rid yeah. of yeah. the the, the, the yeah. other established yeah. goalkeeper yeah. that we got because uh, we paid so much money. So. Uh, you know, at some point, if you're a good coach, the talent, you can read the talent immediately. Don't tell me that Zaniolo overnight became this, uh, this uh, spectacular well, that's, that's player. What I was saying. Yeah, and that's what I'm one telling you, Zaniolo had it when he was on Inter Milan. Yeah. Okay? Six months, you do not become a champion in six months He's by just champion, switching, switching bench. One of the coaches I always admired, and I don't know why, maybe because he's very controversial and he's the Maradona of the coaches. He always spoke bad about... Uh, uh, teams and he always said what he felt saying. Zeman. Zeman. Yeah. I I thought why this guy they don't give him a job in the Italian Federation. Mm, I I never got that. This guy he he, he can see a player, yeah. a, 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 an eight year old kid, nine year old kid, and he knows with, already. A, with the first communion suit on, and <laughs> right. this kid starts uh, juggling. He could tell you right away yeah. this kid will be a player. He's not a player. Uh, he has that gift. And he did coach great teams. He said, yeah, be, yeah, be Insigne, yeah, for Immobile. Foggia, yeah, Foggia. Forget about it. it. Guy, I mean, why he... Ne but I guess, you know, controversial. He, he never... Yeah. He didn't keep his mouth shut at certain times. Look, but even Gattuso. Ludovico, great, Gattuso. Um, he brings Calabria inside. He brings uh, the, the the other kid inside. Locatelli. Uh, Lo well, Locatelli, we no, knew it. He was already there. But Locatelli was brought Cutrone. in by Mialovic. Cutrone. Cutrone and all of those players. If you are a coach, you have to be able to read the talent. So a good coach is capable to see, hey, I like this kid here. Just bring him in. 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. And then then just put him under yeah, pressure. So let's see what he's capable to do. But you also have to understand the different pressures. Each coach has a different Correct. pressure. So at certain points... Maybe the coach does not have the, he, you know. This guy here cannot handle the, the pressure. He cannot handle the pressure. He's, the ball, well, that's what I'm saying. He no did balls. not have the balls to, to, make, to put Zaniolo in because Inter had to get Champions League. Listen, it was a miracle that Inter By the way, the uh, Ancelotti the made uh, one of my uh, Gianluca Gaetano, the kid that played against Sassuolo the last 10 minutes. He merely came out in Coppa Italia. Mm. That kid is from my town. Oh wow! Whoa, he played. Out him before he becomes he famous. played. Uh, he played with uh, my town, Scuola Calcio, for six months. Uh, six months, six years, and then Napoli got him when he was thirteen years old. Wow. Did you call uh, Ancelotti to say put him in? <laughs> <laughs> so he did play. He's a phenomenal player in uh, okay. in uh, in uh, in Primavera. Mm -hmm. So now also talking about these young players. You know that is the youth Champions League. Right. So now these four teams that do make the Champions League, when Napoli plays against Liverpool or Inter plays against PSV, whatever, mm. the the uh, Primavera plays against the, youth the Primavera of, of, the, right. of the opposing yeah. team a few hours before. So it's all a matter of getting the minutes and getting the experience and being at the right uh, place at the right time and... and that's even what, even Moiskin, Moiskin's another listen, one at I, Juventus. I, I'm going to put a good, a good point for everybody over here. Gasperini, okay. I know Peter doesn't like him because he didn't do well on Inter after five games. He's, he's not a big club coach. He's not, yeah. he's not a big club coach. This Some guy, coaches are not big. Uh, big this, he doesn't believe that. This guy here <laughs> escape. He brings everybody from being unknown to be some of the best players. Conte before he started to play uh, with the Gasparini, it was a nobody. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kessie. He was a nobody. 
all of those players that, that you that, have to understand the 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 piazza atalanta is correct. made to grow players they don't have you don't have the, the pressure of the big cities getting into champions League. you don't have the pressure so you of can, the big you cities. can finish 10th place and you're fine and when you have no pressure that's when you finish seventh he's not place. finishing 10th place he's atalanta, not i know atalanta is finishing i'm not fifth, saying he's not a bad coach I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm just saying when you don't have the pressure, you can start these young guys and give them time. And experiment and, more. And experiment more yeah. and be able to bring now this team that's playing well. Without you have punished. certain big names like Papu Gomez over there. Uh, so what good what? are you if you're Spalletti? What good are you that you have all of those best players and you're not, you're not putting because the numbers still, on the field? Because they're still inconsistent. But I'm saying right. Gasperini's team, Atalanta, yes, they do great. But they're still inconsistent. That they do not go and win a scudetto or yeah. or uh, but why can't you have a Champions system League? where you have a we have you have a mix of of uh, what Gasparini does and what uh, a big well, league team? Uh, I, uh, I I still believe I strongly believe that victories they start in the locker room. Yeah. If you if you do not have the locker room in place, if the locker room is not compact, if it's not a family in the locker room, the uh, unless you are Juventus, Juventus has a specific mentality. When you go to Juventus. It's about winning, winning, winning. It's a job. That's it. There is no friendship. There's no locker room. You go there, like I said before, you punch the... Uh, the, the, the Catalino. Yeah, That's it. You do your practice and you go home. You have to win. It's something that the club has in their DNA. And every player that goes to Juventus, that's what they have to learn. And they, they, they get... It's... They, actually, Juventus gives them a manual. Before you reach Torino, you, you have to read the manual how to act, when to act, and what to do. Except you went. But all the other club, all the other teams in Serie A, unless you create da, 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 da. that locker room, mm -hmm. and that's what, look at Roma. Roma with Totti or with uh, De Rossi. Unless those two guys had it their way, there was no locker room. Just look in the, in the past 20 years, 25 years, how many coaches Roma had. Mm -hmm. After a year, year and a half, they were gone. Because the senators were not only their own, they were just the talking senators, their own. Every team has the senators mm. in their, uh, in, their, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. in their locker rooms. No, I think one good thing that you mentioned over there was about Juventus and Paratici. One thing that he's always said is before they think about a player, they see a talent. He said, I need to meet this guy. I need to meet his family. I go out to dinner with this guy. I need to see... Just not just as a player, but I need to see him as a man, and if he's ready to become a part of Juventus. But again, there's there's differences like Moiskin. Like I was gonna say before, you know, he's a guy who in January a lot of teams wanted him, and Juventus said, "Do should we give him up?" And he said, "No, I want to stay at Juventus. I want to learn from Ronaldo. I want to learn from this. Wherever I get my minutes, like when he was given minutes against Bologna and Coppa Italia, he scores his goal. You know, basic goal, whatever. But he's another one who for the Italian national team, and we have a few players." Um, that want to play and they want to stay in this system and they want to learn from them. So there's different, you know, some could stay at Atalanta and build. Some can, you could be at Juventus and build. Another talent, Paqueta, your boy Paqueta. Oh let's, my God. Let's get it over with and talk about it because Antonio's called me 15 times this week saying that he's got to talk about Paqueta. Um, you guys won 2-0 over Genoa today. A match which sometimes is complicated, but your boy Piontek was not there. Uh, so Genoa couldn't score a goal. But Paqueta, he looked very good, I thought. What did you think? Well, uh, let me tell you something. Just the second game that he's starting, the, uh, playing for AC Milan. But the kid, third. the third, all right, all right, the third. But 
The kid, I think, has got a lot of talent. He's picking up the slack from Villa that is not there, Bonaventura that is not there, and he's just getting some, some uh, you know, uh, a little help from... Played uh, well, Baka, second half. Yeah, second half Baka, you played well. First half, so, so second half you played well. So this kid here is still trying to learn the system that Gattuso has put in place for AC Milan, number one. Number two, he doesn't lack confidence. Even when he makes mistakes, he does not get affected by the, the mistakes. He and he made, a, he he made a bunch of mistakes. So he's got talent. I think he's going to need... the few more weeks to get himself acquainted with the uh, with the uh, locker rooms and uh, with the situation of uh, the way AC Milan uh, tempo is and uh, who gets uh, who gets the ball and where where is actually what, what his position is going to be because they're still trying to find his position from time to time you see playing on the uh, on the left side from time to time they move into the middle, middle yeah. so the kid the kid is going to have to just adjust to the system and then he's going to be producing a lot for I AC think we should wait and see once the coaches of the other team learn the way he plays mm-hmm. And they, now they start marking him. They start watching him. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see with Piontek. You know, a lot of times we said about Iguain that he wasn't serviced, that there wasn't a lot of, um, you know, play for him. With Piontek coming in, we know as a player that demands the ball. Like we said a few times, even at Genoa, he's pushed his teammate off the ball and said, listen, I want this ball and I'm going to score the ball. It's going to see. It's going to be interesting to see if Paqueta can help him in that sense to set him up. Uh, and the way that Milan play as a whole now, mm-hmm. because you got two new players in your team with Gattuso. We know, and and the third, I'm gonna say Conti again. Conti coming off the bench is so important. Even when I saw him coming in, I said, "Listen, Milan are gonna look better." We saw what, what was the game that the the game before it was a Coppa Italia when yeah. he came in and Sampdoria, he gave the cross to Cutrone. Yeah. I mean, he's got a great sense of where to be and where to put the ball. We saw this before, so that's three players. You know, Galliani used to like to say, um, this guy coming back from injury it's is a like a new signing, signing right? Yeah, it is. So, Absolutely. You know, Milan's got three new signings with Piontek, Paqueta, and Conti. Didn't Allegri say this about Kadira also? Yeah, Allegri said about Kadira, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, anyway, I think it's going to be very interesting to see. And you see the flip that he did over there on the better that he, yeah. he, he, you know. Oh, he, the rainbow. What's good about that is the confidence, one, to be able to do something and pull it off. Two, individual skill, he's amazing. Uh, what I like to see more than anything, because I already knew technically he's a top player, mm-hmm. but he came back and tried to win the ball. Let's see if he does that on Saturday. Let's yeah. see if he does the rainbow on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. We're, we're going to get into this. Are we against Napoli? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys have to all. watch it together. We're going to have to watch Listen, it. Listen. We'll have a prediction for Saturday. <laughs> Are we playing in Milan? No, We're going to the Jersey. It's in uh, Naples, right? Or is no, it in Milan? In Milan. Milan. Oh, so it's 2 nothing against Milan. Ooh. Oh, my. I'm sorry. Are we going to do the as preview m- now? As much as I love, I love Ancelotti, it's going to be 2 nothing against Milan. And, and uh, um, what's going to score? One Paqueta and one Cutrone. <laughs> oh, okay. Ludo? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let me just, might I just remind you. That every bet that Antonio's made this he's year, lost. he's lost. He's lost. <laughs> Two times he's worn a Juventus jersey. But he didn't make a bet. I didn't hear any bet. Yeah, I know. We yeah, didn't make was a the bet. bet. You just gave the score. So I said Milan, <laughs> Milan uh, to, uh, to Napoli zero. What are you saying? That wasn't a bet. Okay, so basically, <laughs> Milan we are went. playing away. Yeah. Do I get the tie and the win since we play away? Yeah, whatever you want. So tie and a win for Napoli, win for Milan for you if you yes. win the bet. Okay. Yeah. Dinner, pizza, whatever. Pizza, yeah, fine. Pizza where? I don't know. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, we can do the pizza over there by the, the Barclay over there. Okay. Can, can we get yeah. in on this deal somehow? We're, we're going to go. Whoever wins. I never tried the place. I never tried the place. Ludovic, give us a prediction though. What do you think? The yeah, what do you, what do you think about uh, next week for, for Napoli? How, how do you see this match? 
No, I think Napoli, one. I saw Napoli against uh, uh, Lazio. Uh, I saw different Napoli against Lazio than I saw against Spal and, uh, and Bologna before the, uh, the holidays against Sassuolo. And the, uh, I, I think Sarri, we should... Uh, I, I think we should... We Sarri, Ancelotti, you conference. mean? Saturday. No, Saturday. 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 Oh, Saturday. Saturday. I thought you said Saturday. You got Saturday on your oh mind. So, Saturday, I think we should, uh, we should be able to... Uh, You'll win, to it, win right? Uh, Anto, what do, what do you think about, about Milan? How do you think their approach is going to be against Napoli, who is obviously a better team on paper and have proven... Listen, unfortunately, today we lost Zapata, but if we get uh, uh, Romagnoli back... Uh, we'll, we'll be okay. We'll be okay on, uh, uh, you know, matching up against Napoli. Can we, uh, I mean, we could potentially be seeing Piontek on the bench. Obviously. I don't think so. I think they're going to start him. Oh, you think they're going to start him? Oh, absolutely. Maybe as a centre-back. You don't, you don't, don't sign Napoli somebody. Napoli for 60 you don't minutes. Sign, they really, uh, you don't sign somebody really for 40 million dollars and then you're going to start him on the bench. No, you're gonna, they're going to they're start, start him. Right so Coutron is out. No, it's not. Coutron is going to play too. Coutron should play. Coutron is going to play. You guys are. I'll tell you what. You guys look worried to me. I'm not worried. You guys you have look to worried to me. What the formation We're gonna is. catch the up formation with you. Pete. Is a four, We're gonna three, catch three. up with you. We're uh, gonna catch up with you, Pete. I'm telling you. You guys are not gonna finish yeah, third. Who's gonna finish third or fourth? We already got second locked in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that too. No, so we have, we have second locked in. You're gonna have to watch for Roma and Lazio because Roma and Lazio they might overtake uh, uh, you. So we're gonna be probably third. So. Okay. Uh, Okay. Third. Let's, let's, wow. okay, let's wow. talk about another talent. Yeah. Muriel. Oh, yeah. A guy that we know on IFTV. Ludo, I don't know if you know, but we work with Muriel. We did a few videos with Muriel. That's why we got the jersey hanging over there. Um, first game back in Italy after two, three years. Two spectacular goals. Uh, one better than the other. The second one, uh, very Maradona-esque from his own line, uh, beating two, three guys. Uh, so happy for Muriel. He looks in shape. He's scoring. You know, Fiorentina's had this drought. You know, the youngest team in Europe... But on the scoring front, we thought Simeone was really going to step up, and he hasn't. Um, and, I mean, Muriel, what a great start. You can't get any better than love that. Love the guy. Love the guy. I love the change of pace. The guy, the more space you give him, and he's able to change the pace when he starts his, his run. Like, you see at the beginning, like, he might start a little bit slow. Plus, he's very technical. But then, as he progressing with the ball, he picks up speed. So, it's hard to catch up to him. And then he reaches with that uh, clear thought outside the box and he takes those shots they're like pull shots boom right to the to the post beautiful. you know beautiful and he didn't the guess too Ludo you, you he didn't guess even, he just just he like Sousa scored it. today yeah. today was a beautiful goal that Suso scored mm -hmm. for Milan one of those shots with the uh, you know pool table with shot that, with the stick that you have to you know you that the goalkeeper yeah. extends himself perfect. but he cannot reach but you know it, it hits the post and it goes in can't, doesn't get any better, and that's what uh, Muriel did yesterday. They, always liked the guy. Mm -hmm. I always uh, enjoyed watching him Me play, too. and of course, I always like to you know to watch Guayarella, Guayarella oh, play. Yeah. See, too bad he didn't come to AC Milan, Ludo, because the rumor was this guy here was coming to AC Milan, but he refused to go to AC Milan just to play for Fiorentina. I don't know what the word. He said yes to Fiorentina. No, he's talking about Muriel. Before he went to Fiorentina, he was given the offer from AC Milan, but then he didn't go. He already agreed with Fiorentina to show you what a gentleman he is. So for us, it would have been a major upgrade. Over Piontek? No, no, from from Higuain. <laughs> you know, uh, I was telling Marco before that Iguain looks like a calzone, a piece of calzone with the legs on. Because the guy gets he eats too much when he when he's depressed. <laughs> he looks in great shape. He Are used you to kidding be, me? The guy be should be losing right 20 pounds. I don't know. What, what do you eat in Milano? What, what kind of food? <laughs> panini. Do you eat in panini. They eat panini too much. <laughs> in Naples, at least you have pizza, mozzarella. Thank you. The but guy eats too North much panini. Eat. Panini is not good for you. <laughs> too much bread. Just stay away from bread. Get some yeah. proteins. Okay. 
Get some octopus, L- get L- some uh, Ludo, Ludo hit on uh, Quayrella, yeah. and he's another guy that we got to talk about because he's unbelievable. Uh, the second goal was class. Mm-hmm. You know, defender on his back, he's able to turn and finish it. Um, you know, another guy who seems like he's he Benjamin smells Bond. the net. Quayarella reminds me of Inzaghi. Two of the players that smell where the net is. They smell where the ball is going to be. It's like someone that's walking, like a, a blind person. That's and he knows walking. already smells. And the smell, oh, the roses are there. Oh, the flowers are on the other side. They already know where, 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 oh, yeah. no, where, where to be. And where He's to... turning 36 in a couple of weeks. How crazy is that? He always he doesn't have to prove anything at yeah. this uh, this point of his uh, his career. Mancini I mean, better play. call him up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> also, I mean, Mancini's already said about Quagliarella's type of player. Like from from anywhere, he'll take a shot. He'll have a goal, yeah, Mr. and he's Wonder great goal. like that. He, he he just goes for mm-hmm. it, you know. And you can see the the second goal that he scored. The first touch was what was really amazing because mm-hmm. from a hard ball to collect, collects it, turns, has the defender on his back, pushing him to on the floor, and he's able to. To score the goal, I mean, he's he's class, and I think he, he actually tied the record too, right? Eleven yeah. goal, eleven games in, in a row, row that he yeah. scored, no, he and that score was one more. Was he's gonna, one he's more to, to break the record. Over, uh, Batistuta, I think, Batistuta, right? Batistuta, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Quayrella is. So, so it's it's great to see. It's great that even at thirty six, he's able to uh, he's to still score his prime again. Yeah. Then uh-huh. talking about Muriel, I just want to say. Uh, another player where I think with Fiorentina is going to do really well with Chiesa. It's mm-hmm. going to link up really well. Simeone, this year he didn't really prove anything. And uh, I was it's unfortunate. I think he's going to have a hard time finding the field if Muriel is hot like this. And techni- Simeone should have stayed yeah. at Genoa. Yeah. And technically, because Simeone, Muriel they're very similar with, uh, with Chiesa. And uh, Fiorentina bets everything on, uh, on, on Chiesa. Chiesa. So Simeone... Is pushed a little bit to the side. Lo, so I but think Ludo, it, they play center avanti, center. They put they put him forward, Simeone. The yeah, case that he comes from uh, you from could the see side. That even Simeone, he, the feeling is a little bit strange with him. You know, there was I think today he almost tripped over the ball too on, mm. on one of the goals that went through his legs. And last year with Genova, he was just an animal Correct. that you would see him bury that. Yeah. But another guy who's smelling goals, Zapata. Oof. I mean. Oof. 14 Bata. goals in his last eight Who's games. got more, him or Cristiano Ronaldo? They're tied. Oh. They're tied on goals right Napoli now. Napoli has a great sense of picking center forwards. But they got to keep him. Let him go. got to keep him. Wow. He, Ludovico, the big Zapata, question. Zapata is a Napoli. Uh, I know. Is a uh, Napoli player for now. But he didn't want to. He didn't want to be under. He wanted to play every Sunday. Yeah. Yep. He wanted to play, and uh, and Napoli had to uh, had to let him go and. Two years ago, he was at Napoli. We let him go a couple of days before the end of the uh, of the mercato. Right. Of the, uh, right. And then what's his name? Milik got hurt a week later. No. Would you take him over uh, Milik? Zabata over Milik no, now or no? No, 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 no. no, no. Two different players, too. No. no, they're not different players. They're, they're very similar. similar. But Zapata, I think at Atalanta, you know, he made that upgrade from Sampdoria to Atalanta. You think he's a, a small-time player? A and small I, team? I, I don't, I don't, no, I don't think he's a small-team player. I think he's doing unbelievable right now at Atalanta. I think he fi- found his mojo. You know, he's got a great rapport it's, with his players because of the four him. goals he scored yesterday. Remember, no, yeah. it can no, happen. One of those games that everything you touch becomes gold. Exactly. And if That's you look at those right four now. goals yesterday, it it, oh, look at that. The ball went right there. I mean, just like, just like a goalkeeper that makes three great saves in a Get, yes, everybody was talking about Meret. Oh, beautiful, the first two saves. They, they shot right on top of his body. That's not a save. Mm-hmm. The ball is coming to your body. Anybody would have made that save. Because yeah, they shot right on your yeah. body. Now, the save that he made where he extended himself. And that he was saved nice. That, that yeah. was nice. That was similar to Napoli Spal 
uh, before the holidays. Who's the in, best in goalie, Ludo? Who's the best goalie so far in Serie A? Andanovic, without a doubt. And even Thank better you. than Donnarumma? Absolutely. Yes. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> what, you be, you, what you been <laughs> drinking, Huzo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Andanovic but, is, uh, is consistent. Did you see, did you see uh, what yeah, he saved today, Donnarumma? No, I was saying with uh, Zapata. He, this year has been his first year that he's really breaking out as far as uh, you know goal scoring because the the strength, the ability, the speed, the, he's a powerhouse, but he's never been able to really have the composure in front of goal and score you the 20 goals. And so far, he's been able to score he's 14. definitely on track. Yeah, so I think... You know, we'll see if this is a, a one-year wonder or even next year he can do the same thing. If Maybe, he stays. Because he's only 27. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, this should be his prime. So, hopefully, he, he figured out what needs to be done and be oh, able yeah. to score. Same like Belotti. Yeah. Two years ago, he had that yeah. wonderful season, which I think uh, Torino should have uh, uh, should have sold him. But they, they, there was a couple of teams mm-hmm. that really wanted him. And now he's never, after that injury that he had, I believe he had, a, uh, he had an injury. He's not the same. Uh, he's not the same player as he uh, as he used. In, I mean, he, he didn't repeat the year like Peter was saying. You know, that particular year to be consistent year after year to to be sure that you score between those 10, 13, 14 goals, which is great for Serie A. If you finish the season with 13, 14 goals, for Serie A standards, is great. Mm-hmm. Talking about goal scorers, the Capocannoniere race is tight. There's Ronaldo, Zapata, Quagliarella, and Piontek who are all very close, uh, if not equal, on goals. So where do we think? Things are going to stand. After seeing the first half of the season, who's still going to be there at the end? What do you think, Luto? I think Zapata, like Peter said before, Zapata is one of those seasons that uh, he will continue to uh, to score. And uh, let's hope he scores a couple of goals against the big teams. That that would be really, he, he really nice. And not just against, you know, Frosinone, you know, to score. Consistently, though. But I think Zapata is can very well score. And I think also Milik can score. He's on like 11, right? Yeah. 11 he goals. can score a few more goals. He's taking those free kicks. Yeah, yeah they're he's been practicing, huh? Those are beautiful. Wow. I, uh, yesterday, watching, so that free, watching that free kick, yes, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, the way Who does it remind you, uh, uh, Ludo? Maradona? <laughs> <laughs> of course, nobody took the free kicks. How big is Donnarumma? All the save that he made when the, score was, uh, was, uh, when the game was scoreless today. How big was it? Big, right? Donnarumma is the reason why see Milan is in fourth place still right now. It's, it's, it should be he another, has to make those saves, man. He makes six million dollars yeah, a year. He makes a lot six of money. Million. You he give me that much, million. I won't even concede one goal. Six <laughs> million is not a lot of money for a guy, uh, for a player like that. Ah, he's 20 years old. Of course, yeah. it's a lot of money. Six million. Icardi doesn't make that money. Insignia <laughs> doesn't make that money. Listen, makes if you were six, if you were Vandanara, I mean, you kind of look a little bit like her. <laughs> but if you were Vandanara, what would you do? Stay on Inter or just uh, just leave, with all the offers that you have? What would you be well, demanding? Put it well, this way: What would you be demanding to uh, okay for, uh, to Inter? Here's the here's the. Uh, you brought it up. I'm sorry. No, no, I brought it. Here's my honest opinion. It's not about. I think Icardi deserves the money of a top player. He's young, he's a captain, and I think he deserves to get the seven, eight million a year. Because if oh, you look, that's not a lot of money, Peter. Uh, uh, well, he's not making he that now. That's what he wants. That's what he yeah. wants. Pjanic seven, is making... eight million. I would say at least 10, 11 millions. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, okay. no, no, anyway, Pjanic, Pjanic is making seven right now. But Pjanic is not a. It's not a. Uh, uh, well, the six, Icardi. the six top salaries in Serie A, they're from Juventus. Uh, players. So right now, he's, he's, he, I think Icardi currently is on 11th place. So now, 
what the issue might be is not matter of uh, of uh, renewing the contract 9 10 11 million i agree with you the problem is the clause mm -hmm. it's the clause will inter will wandanara and icardi demand the elimination of the clause because if you make 10 what is million, the clause what we're talking about 100 right now it's at 110 million uh -huh. the buyout so the buyout. Buyout. Of just of like Higuain. so if a team comes and says here's 110 million but only outside of italy only, only outside, outside of italy so i want icardi and icardi says okay inter cannot hold them yeah so what is Vananara trying to do? Said eliminated this one hundred and ten million. Deliver a fifty million. Deliver a fifty million. They actually wanted, wanted to. No, no they wanted. To, they wanted eighty. Was a new offer from. Oh, that's Inter. crazy. Apparently they, they wanted to get it to two hundred million. Yeah. The clause. They yeah. wanted Correct. to get it to two hundred. So if you want to buy him out, requesting what eight nine million a year. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think it like protects. I guess Icardi, where you could say if Inter said no, I don't want to sell at this price, then you say Barcelona. That's the Napoli made with Higuain. Exactly. The clause and same thing with It was like how much was hundred million dollar ninety million. Ninety million dollars. Same thing. Same thing with Roma. But Napoli and should have put it only for outside, which Napoli fixed that mistake. Yeah, exactly. with Wayne, they fixed it with Mertens. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They fixed it. His is so like Mertens, he, right? He cannot go outside of Italy. No, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, uh, they not valid for the only for the teams outside of Italy. You would have to negotiate. Wayne, I mean, the guy wanted to go to Juventus, and he uh, and uh, and he left. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the problem. Would be the clause, but he'll get the eight nine million. So you're uh, saying he's going to stay at Inter? Absolutely, I agree. Eight nine million a year he'll get. I think that at the end they'll they'll definitely work on that. And I think next week they're supposed to have meetings. Another guy who's wait, left. Marco, why he's going to stay at Inter with eight or nine million dollar, and they're going to raise the clause. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is or what they're saying. Why don't you you don't agree with that? Absolutely not. I would not stay in a team like this. Why? Or eliminate <laughs> it completely. No, yeah. I would not stay. Or eliminate Inter. or eliminate. No. He's the, the captain. He's the, the face guy's of a winner. The he's guy's the a winner. He's not going to win anything. He's the captain. He's, he's the face not going to win Inter. anything. Where is he going to go? Where he's going to be? It's been a project for the last five or six years. He he's not going to win anything. He's not going to win anything. You go to Real Madrid. That's a winning team. I don't know. You go to anymore. Liverpool. That's a winning team. You go to uh, Manchester City. That's a winning team. You're telling me that Real Madrid is calling yeah, you. Yeah, but first of all, he's giving you not $10 calling. million. Dollar. You're not going to go? Well, I don't know. Did, did Real Madrid call or no? I don't know if they, they called. They did. Vandanara well, said that sure. they have three or four offers. What's he gonna say? She's Listen, an agent. Uh, She's what's he gonna say? Uh, uh, believe me, there are there are teams over there that will do anything to Sunny Cardi. She also said today that 100 percent he's gonna run now. Yeah, she said. she said so, that. So she did every say. one week she says it's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's that's what she said. That's that. what she yeah, said last just, night. Last night she said they're gonna renew until that. Uh, it's gonna last happen. night they go, but she also looks at the salaries that other players yeah. are making yeah, and well, says, "This guy, he's number eleven in in Italy, eleventh place." He's barely making one, not even four. Yeah. They're right to I say that for because he's a top. No, he scores less. almost every less? game. He's less. Yeah. He's below his oh senior. His senior God. renewed at four. What a shame! <laughs> he's just upset because I bet you Spalletti makes more money than him. I bet you Spalletti makes more money than him. Does he? You're just upset. He can't keeps on scoring against Milan. I understand. It's okay. Wait, let me give you something. Hey, Spalletti, look alive. Higuain was nine. Go, go. Nine. What are you going to say? Higuain was nine. Oh, my God. Because Milan had to pick up the salary from uh, yeah, that. From, uh, from Juventus. So now Milan only had to pay four and a half. But the salary that uh, Higuain got from Juventus was nine at the beginning of the, uh, at the, beginning of the season. Well, when, when he sold them. I mean, two years ago when they got him from, uh, from Napoli. But he was getting, I think, around four and a half from Napoli. And Juventus doubled it when they got him uh, 
when they got him for Napoli. If you don't win this year, what are we going to win? What are they going to win? Wait a minute. Atleti, the Gelato Cup, Italia. what are they going to win? Well, at least the, 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 the UEFA, the UEFA, you're at still least. competing for the UEFA, right? Uh, Europa yeah, League will be Napoli and Chelsea in the final. Oh, yeah? All right, so they're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> you said they were going to win. You're not going to win. Trouble. You're not going to win. You're going to be spending a lot more money for Riccardi. You're keeping Spalletti. So what, what is your project? I don't understand. What is the, pro the inter project? What do you want to do? <laughs> what is there? You bought, you spent a lot of money. Like, well, we spent less now. money than Milan. Marotta, Mila. okay. We spent less money than Milan. No, you did not. We spent less money on Milan and we discussed this. Barella already is on his way to Inter. How do you, how do you know that? He's, he's on the train. train. He's, he's on the train. He's on the train. No, he, didn't, no, no. he signed he didn't it. Sign. He didn't sign. He didn't Italia. You wish. So in other words, you're going to... Wait. And what happened with the wait? What happened with Nangolan? You get Barella, you get Nangolan, you got the twenty midfielders. How many people are you gonna put on the First field? First of all, we, need we only can play with eleven we players. We need another midfielder. You we need another midfielder. What happened with Borja Valero? You keep on talking about Borja Valero. Borja Valero is like thirty-four years old. Thirty-four years old. Where's so he going? Him out. He is. Next year, he's probably gonna be out. He's on the bench. The is over he has oh, on we need him. <laughs> B, I got news for you. You're gonna get rid of Spalletti. He's the, he's the, he's the, the problem. You have a problem. <laughs> and Milan have no problems in the world. We don't have any problems. No. <laughs> we not, we don't have any problems. You need to ship up Spalletti. Ship him out. No Milan will be in the same problem if they don't reach fourth place. Gattuso is gone. If they don't reach fourth place. But at least you know. At least we're not spending, <laughs> we're not spending the money that, that, that those guys you are guys spending. Spend more than you us. Spend Ninety million. We spend more than either. <laughs> we're younger we're much younger than Inter we're we have a younger. solid budget I don't that's think we're, so. we're the top two, uh, we're one much of the younger. 20 no? teams in Europe that have a solid budget that's it we're much 25 let's, let, let, let's, let, let's take some fan comments real quick yeah. okay. we keep these short because we, we, went, we went long today Piontek mm -hmm. you don't know if he's going to get the number 9 uh, we have a question that says what do you think if Piontek will get the number 9 the number 9 since Inzaghi's left has not been a good number I want to take, take number 9 what do you think Anto it really doesn't matter to me. Good. I like that answer. Yeah. I think it shouldn't matter if you're a really good player. Give me the likes. But How do you say it? the suit doesn't make the priest? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a 76 so that bad luck doesn't go on. <laughs> the suit doesn't make the priest. That's the answer. I like that. <laughs> Give him the number 76 so there's no bad luck. Nah, bad luck. Come on. If you're a good player, you don't believe in That's bad luck. That's a nice luck. number. Watch. You got to ride on your back. That's a nice number. 99. Okay. You got to be a great player. There's That's no Milik's way that number. a number. That's Milik's number. You see? What do you think about the number? Do you think it matters? I don't think it matters. There's no real superstition. I just think the players that that they had weren't any good. Iguain. So Iguain was a different different uh, case. It was a problem where he didn't want to be there. Okay. Piontek thinks he's good. He wears the number nine and score goals. Okay. Next question. Um, would it be worth sticking a cheeky bet on Atalanta finishing in fourth place this season? Nah, 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 nah. Listen, Listen I got news for you. I got news for you. I like Gasparini. Gasparini's been. That's not news. You, you say this every episode. It's I, not news. Gasparini is to me is the Answer top the three coaches in Europe. He's got a question. Do you to think me. Atalanta? Could I don't find? think this year is no. gonna happen. Yeah, but uh, are you kidding me? That'd be a huge achievement. That's like the Scudetto. I have my I have my doubts. Not uh, not, not this year. year. They will make Europa League. But uh, I don't think Champions League because the first two places in Champions League mm -hmm. they already. Take I mean, Napoli between this between Napoli and the fourth place team, I believe there's 15 points difference. Am I right? But yeah. from Napoli in the fourth place, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, 15 points 15 there. Points. So we're already in. Uh, we're already in Champions. So two places already. Mm. So now how many teams are fighting for yeah. third, fourth, yeah. and fifth? There it's Roma, really Lazio, Milan, uh, maybe Fiorentina, Sampdoria, and uh, yeah. I don't know. And Frosinone. <laughs> so next question is it says you guys don't think Roma are going to get top four based off what we said why don't you think that 
do we think? Um, Roma, it's basically, even Di Francesco said this, inconsistent. Roma, uh, one week they can play, even against Torino, they almost, the, 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 I mean, you're winning 2 nothing, I believe. Yep, they were winning 2 yep. nothing, and, back, and, the, cool. and the game almost got out of your hands. You almost let it go, slipped out of your hands. So with, with Roma, they're not, you know, consistent. And now next month you start the Champions League again, where you have to play Thursday, I mean Wednesday uh, or, uh, or okay. and Sunday uh, next month. So... Yes, I I think my opinion Roma forty percent for fourth place. You what do you think? Listen, I rather to see Roma uh, fourth place than uh, I don't know uh, Inter or you know or Milan. Inter's third place. No, Milan, <laughs> no, Milan. We said we're going to be third. But I rather to keep Roma on the fourth instead of seeing Inter on the fourth place. No, okay. I think Roma. When <laughs> okay. we first said when we first said I even said Roma was going to finish fifth, but they've been too inconsistent. But if you look, Milan's been inconsistent. Yeah. Lazio's been inconsistent. Yeah. So I mean, it's a real, it's, uh, it's, it's a real crapshoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very crap competitive. Shoot. Anything this can happen for, to be on third, yeah. fourth, third and, and fourth and place. And then going right. back so. to the, the Atalanta, I'm looking at the, it's only they're only three points away from fourth. Wow. Wow. So if Atalanta keeps a hot streak, they could even. That's, that's going to be a you, long hot streak. I don't know. It's a long season. If you take away Juventus, okay, Juventus, it's different category altogether, and you start from Napoli. That's the reality of Serie A. That that's a real championship. I, I think that second is is off limits too. I think that Napoli is yeah, correct. But if you look from second coming down, how many points between Napoli and Inter? Seven, seven points. points. I seven think, points. I think first but and second since the start of the season. Obviously, we knew it was going to be. I mean, you said Inter. You thought Inter was going to win too. I remember in our prediction. Not according to the Italian media. Yeah, no, no. According to know, the Italian yeah, media in in August, Napoli was going to finish fifth. That's true. How many that's points true. between Inter Fair and enough. Milan? Four right now. Yeah, six points. Six points. All right. So it's gonna be three next week. <laughs> <laughs> Who they play Inter next week? Torino. <laughs> Torino. Well, three points. Okay. Um, Torino lost last week. Ne- next right. question: Is Zaniolo the most exciting talent in Italian football? Is who? I, Zaniolo. Zaniolo. Uh-huh. Okay. I think uh, this guy says he thinks that he's uh, better than Chiesa or Barella. He looks more promising than Chiesa or Barella. I think it's just exciting right now. All the nerves, all the spotlights on him. But I definitely think him and Barella go hand in hand in terms mm-hmm. of the, the future for Italian football. I think all three of them look really good. And most of all, the thing that I try to judge, you know, above that is character. And I think that I see from Chiesa and I think I see from Zaniolo, you know, playing in Champions League, I see character. And Barella with the Italian national team. I don't like to see a player no, that correct. looks scared. And I like that. I really but, like that. Uh, Barella and Chiesa, it's already been a year and a half, two years that they played more or less at the same level since they first came, came. to the scene. Yeah. They already, let's say, played at the, at the level. Barella, we already knew from the beginning of the season and last year. Zaniolo, uh, he, he came out a few weeks ago. So we have to give time. We have to, I think this is something that you need to speak you need to talk about towards the end of the season in June, to see how he will uh, how he's he done. will perform. Uh, I think that's fair. You know the the uh, the all these matches that remain uh, in uh, in Serie A, and let's see him in Champions League. If Roma makes it through the next round, now when you play against the big boys, now and you go on the field, let's see if you're going to roll up your True. sleeve and that character yeah. and personality True. comes out. I uh, I agree with uh, with uh, Mike mostly on about Zaniolo, Barella, and uh, and uh, Chiesa, Chiesa yeah. but. Uh, if you were Mancini, uh, 
I mean, not Mancini. Let's just put Mancini on the side. If you have the coach of the national team, who would you be, you as a player, would you be worried about losing the position? I would say that Verratti looks kind of shaky to me because Barella, I, I seen Barella playing. This guy is for real. Well, they've done... They play all Barella is a spectacular player. There's also another player from Empoli who's very good. It's Tonali, the guy with Tonali. long hair. Correct, yeah. yeah. He's also sentiment. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good, very proud. I figured that too. But Barella, Barella is got game at every level, control the tempo. He's, he's, he's very aggressive. Antonio, but don't forget you're he, playing he, he, in Cagliari you know, it's one thing is when you play in Cagliari and only Serie A and now when you play on a big scene you know? when you play in Champions League and on a, in, in, uh, in a big team but listen to me it's different but in Cagliari this guy has been able to do a lot of work against a lot of, a lot of damage no, against has, the big has, teams I mean, this guy controls a lot of the I tempo. Agree. This guy is the mind. This is this, this, is this is guy's Germany been sought already by the big in. big teams like Barcelona, Real Madrid. Those those are. This is a player that is just. A, it's going to put Verratti to shame. So Verratti is going to have to work in very hard. He has to play on a big team and he, he has to play to on the big stage, we'll on the big European we'll, we'll stage. We'll be able to see with the way Mancini played. So far, he's done Barella, he's done uh, Jorginho, and he's done um, oh, Verratti. He's yeah, done all three of them together. Also, Barella is not really a regista like Verratti. He's more of the hardworking uh, player that comes in, joins in on the attack, makes the late runs. But he can take that role too. He can I take that role. He's got, he's got spectacular pass. He, yeah, he's yeah. very good. The his geometry, his triangulation. Well, we'll when he, he's when he makes the jump. I enjoy watching him so when, much. When he makes you know, the jump. Yeah, he's that's like what's Fabio Ruiz. He's an architect. Mm -hmm. If he can make the jump to Inter or to any top team, Juventus, Milan, whatever, we'll see what that's does. what's going to be interesting. Correct. He has to play. We got two last good questions. The first one says... So Gattuso has beaten Di Francesco every time he's faced them. He's beaten Gianpaolo three times, and he hasn't been beaten by Inzaghi yet. These are all considered better coaches than Gattuso. Is Gattuso underrated? Uh, so far, Gattuso, we're not talking about being underrated. So far, Gattuso he is at the right place at the right time, and uh, I don't think he's underrated at all. Gattuso, he... You don't think that... The general consensus, besides you at this table, <laughs> thinks that Gattuso's not. I think it is a little bit underrated. I think Gattuso. You just said you don't. No, know. it's not. But Gattuso not should, underrated by you. Gattuso with the right players, he can be. He can do a lot of a lot of better. Ludo, Gattuso has been plagued by a lot of injuries. Gattuso, if Gattuso didn't have the problem with the injuries that AC Milan had, we will have at least four or five points more. We will be probably on top Gattuso, of the with Juventus. Gattuso oh, yeah. had to inherit a lot of BS. Number one the club being sold mm -hmm. three the times club not being stable at the end uh, at the uh, you know the head of the uh, the club you know selling not enough money you can have the mercato because you know the the UEFA is putting certain right. limits on you the financial fair play and all yeah, that stuff financial fair play now Elliot comes in and then they hire finally they hire Leonardo and they hire Maldini, uh, Maldini uh, as uh, uh, mm. team managers so now you get a team to coach and now you get a couple of players that you really counted on and now they get injured. So basically, I give Gattuso a lot of credit. It's one of those scenarios where you open the refrigerator and you have very few ingredients and now someone is telling you, make a great dinner. Hmm. How am I going to make a great dinner if I only have uh, basil and, and, and a couple of more ingredients? I, can't make, I have to make something... Basic, I have to wait no, with the ingredients that I have. And right now, his ingredients are very limited. Then on top of that, you got the Higuain mental issues on top of all what he had to go through. I mean, I don't think he's underrated. I think we, we have to see him perform in better circumstances and in a, in a better scenario.
I think a lot of people are wishing Gattuso bad, but uh, I, 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 I have news for you. This guy here, he if played, he makes it fourth, he played, that's sim- unbelievable. He played yeah, on AC Milan. Even if he gets sacked, he's got nothing to be worrying about it because this guy's got already, he's been established himself uh, as a coach, as a good coach. So With what he had to go find, through, I agree. He's going to find a job anywhere. It's not anywhere, easy. Anywhere. It, it's not not easy. Anywhere. Last question. Uh, should Napoli sign Chiro Immobile? The oh. reports came out because this week his agent, I believe it was his agent, said that if uh, Napoli came calling, there's no way that he would be able to Absolutely. Do but Napoli Absolutely. didn't call last year. Napoli did not call after Higuain left. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Should no, they Napoli, no, Napoli, no. I don't think, um, I don't think uh, Napoli wants Immobile. They had an opportunity to get him when uh, Iguain left and uh, we went to get Milik for 35 million euros from uh, Holland. But uh, no, Immobile is Why not, not Ludo? Uh, it's a Napoletano. It's a Napoletano. Why should an Immobile fit into the Napoli uh, philosophy? Well, that doesn't mean that, you know, just uh, just because you're Neapolitan, that doesn't mean you have to necessarily play under Neapolitan and the Napoli uh, team. I just don't need at this point that Napoli would, would need a, a, a player like that based on what... Like I said before, uh, what I was telling Marco, if AC Milan is going to have to be selling Donnarumma in Italy, I want him to go to Napoli. Not to Juventus, not to any, because the guy is a real Napoletano and he will just do... I think, I, I think Napoli be, have their make good, me, good make me happy. Right I now. think we have merit for the, uh, I think we have merit for the future and mm. I think at this point of, of the career, technically speaking... Overall, as a goalkeeper, merit is better than Donnarumma. Are you kidding me? Oh, what I'm kind not. of a, what have you been drinking lately? <laughs> hot cocoa. Hot cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Ludo. You're gonna yes. have to switch. I think technically, at this point, yes. Get Overall, some coffee. As a, uh, Get some as coffee. Merit is better than not because I'm a Napoli fan. Because, mm. like I said before, I think the best player in Serie A today, Inter has it. Mm. But uh, merit today. Is a better play, better feet. I would say Meret is better than uh, what's Andanovic, but not that Donnarumma. I'm sorry. And the reactivity is much better. Why is a Meret playing in the first uh, on the national team uh, as a goalkeeper as a first first uh, first line? He just started. He just started. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It's not going to happen because Donnarumma is going to be the goalkeeper. <laughs> I thought he just came Mike. back from a friend, uh, fractured arm. Yeah. Right, Mike, let's go. Let's Mike, Mike and Peter, what do you think about the Immobile? No, Immobile is a is a goal scorer, but also. Technically speaking, I'm not crazy about Immobile. He's a guy that, you know, he can score you the goals, yes. But if you look at Milik, the guy can do everything Immobile does plus more. So why are you going to take Immobile? And also Immobile is going to be a certain price tag. Lazio is not going to give up for, him, yeah. uh, for any price. So, And he's not necessarily not, world not, class. Not the player that I, I think uh, Napoli can use. And uh, I think so. I, too. I, I would love so. for him to go. To be honest, it'll be a nice like a fairy tale story. He goes there with Insignia. Yeah, it's gonna be a fairy tale. He doesn't score to goals. Uh, He's very I, sentimental. But, yeah. but, but to be honest with you, so I'm sign not, a, not, sign a kid on the streets at Napoli Dono <laughs> for signing anybody from Napoli. That's like a crazy over here. <laughs> There's a lot of money. Play. There's a lot of money over here. But uh, right now. Goal scoring is the least of their problems. They're doing good, so you, you shouldn't tinker with that. No, we never had a problem scoring goals. That's we have a good I'm... defense. We have a good goalkeeper. We have a uh, solid uh, right uh, midfield. So, yeah. Napoli is a very balanced uh, team, and it's always a pleasure to watch them. It's 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 like a, it's like a theater. The show only question mark to me, the only question mark to me about Immobile on the big stage, he chokes. Like say, he plays on the Italian national team, doesn't come true. Like Immobile in the Italian national team, nothing. It's nothing that you can say, oh, wow, look at those guys on the Italian national team. Yeah, insane, they, always, yeah. they, disappear, they disappear. They don't do anything. It's not just them, though. They no. disappear. So when it comes down to the big stage, I mean, all of those spectacular goals on the Campionato here and there, and then you, they just 
Look at Verratti too. There's so many other. Verratti is another one of them. Yeah. He agrees with you. Yeah. Verratti is another one of them. No, I don't understand. I, I Great players right, right. on their clubs. We have to, when they come to Italian we, national we are, team, uh, they just disappear. Well, we that, are in a rebuilding that's why we have uh, process. That's why we're talking about these young but guys who right now. Are just, doing it, it takes time. Clubs. It takes time. And I think VGC, the Italian federation, you know, we have like eight to ten years to become yeah. competitive again. It's a new cycle. You have to yeah. start. You have to from start scratch, from the basement. Yeah. You have to start from scratch and. You have to start the rebuilding process. It's not an easy generation. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Italy's been used to always having great generations. From from the 60s on, Italy never had like that bad period. No hiccup. You know? well, there was a lot of g- great players that played. Correct. From 70s, the 80s, the 90s, 2000. And then all of a sudden now, it's come to a point from where... From 70 on until uh, 2004, every 12 years, we either made the final or we won a World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah. So... It's very. It's something that we've always been uh, lucky to have as far as Italian and uh, Italian soccer, but now you see these players that we had within the last five or, or so years, and these players, like I'm sorry to say, Immobile. I think ten years ago, fifteen years ago, he doesn't even get to go to the national team. He doesn't get even get a, called up well, before. So it's 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 that right. much. Mm-hmm. We want the, the world class. Remember, we want the '82. And the 2006 uh, World Cup because there was a block from from Juventus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you don't have this block. I mean, the Juventus players on the Italian national team, they were playing in the in the hardest position. They were occupying the hardest position, yeah. the, the the important positions, not mm-hmm. the hardest. Uh, 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 so now you don't have that anymore. Now even Juventus, look who they have uh, forward. They have nobody from Italy. Exactly. Well, Bernadeschi is the only one, and Bernadeschi is the one who's trying to break in. Anyway, we have a lot of young talent that hopefully turns into and materializes into something. And the competition that they're going to be giving to those some of those established players that they think they have that that replace carved inside of the field. That's what I think I like the best. That Mancini is going to make them work for uh, for uh, their uh, you know their bread. The young players they got to work for their position. Nobody's going to give them anything. So we'll see if they live up to the hype that they have right Mm. now. Anyway. Good episode, Ludovico. Thank you Thank so you much for, for having me. On. Antonio, the Juventus shirt. I mean, I think you speak wisdom when you wear it, so I think you got to wear it every week. And looking and forward to next round. Yeah, looking we'll forward to next week where I think uh, you're going to... Milan versus Napoli. Should, should we put if, you if in I, an Napoli jersey? Well, if, if, Napoli, Milan, <laughs> if Milan wins, you're going to have to wear a Milan shirt. So, uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> if Milan, if Milan wins, right? If Milan wins, I buy pizza for everyone. Everybody. If Napoli ties or Napoli wins, you buy pizza for everyone. That's okay. That's a deal with me. <laughs> That's a deal. But I don't wear any other shirts. <laughs> I have to wear a similar shirt. No, he didn't say that in the back. He doesn't want to agree to that. You look good, Ludo. You look good. I'm royal. Be careful look, when you're sleeping. Are you going to try to break in? What are you going to say? He's got, he's got some good future that he, you know, with a similar uh, shirt, he's going to look good. He can try one. Nice. Try him, uh, with the back <laughs> red, red and black? I'll get you a Cassano shirt. Uh, red. I'll get a Cassano shirt for you with, uh, with a similar colors on. Black and red? Yeah. I'm a royal guy. Royal guy? What does that mean, royal guy? <laughs> royal royal I'm a royal Napoli. guy. Oh, Napoli. Napoli. I love the sky and I love the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a romantic. Listen, guys, on this... Uh, I'm a romantic. <laughs> <laughs> on this note, are we still at the, do we still have the sale? This is the last day. Yeah. This is the last day of the sale. Keep buying the shirts. Yep. You have it on, all right? Don't buy this one. <laughs> buy this. Okay? Oops. <laughs> 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 okay, buy those shirts. And uh, you gotta keep wearing that Juventus one. Keep uh, rating our podcast with five stars. stars on the Facebook, Spotify, uh, I'm back on Instagram. YouTube, not yet. What the yes. hell is going Almost. on? <laughs> not yet. Soon. We're gonna soon. get back on Instagram very soon. And yep. uh, thank you for Ludo to show up. Thanks thank for you Peter. so much.
Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, uh, thanks to myself. And thanks to, uh, to Mike and, uh, and Marco. Guys, right. anyway, thank you for watching. As always, uh, rate the podcast and we'll talk to you soon. Ciao, Ciao guys. guys. Ciao.